folks, we need to have an honest and heartfelt conversation around interest rates. I know a lot of you are out there just thinking they're going to fall and fall and we're going right back to five, four, three. Some of you think we're going back to two. I don't, I, I don't get it. Yes, rates have fallen. Yes, spreads have come in a little bit. But to sit here and think that rates are going to fall another 100 basis points overnight is probably unrealistic. And that is even if the Fed cuts rates in March or May or June. Dustin, we got to talk, man. There's a lot of people that are, I believe, over-optimistic. Is that is that the right theme here about interest rates? What's going on? Yeah, I, I think over-optimistic is a perfect way to put it because a lot of the people, clients, you know, even counterparts in the industry that I've spoken with over the last two months or basically month, I would say month and a half when we saw the lowest rates in December are saying, you know, the four to six rate cuts, the, the market believes it will see rates down in the, you know, fives, maybe even high fours by the end of, uh, you know, 2024. So, um, you know, that, that, that ship, I was not willing to jump on even in December. I think there's a video you and I filmed yeah, we did. about a month and a half ago. And we both were like, look, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's only two or three. I know markets penciling four or six, but I think we're heading that way again right now, two or three. Yeah. I, th you know, again, I think the, con it, I've been studying the consumer for 30 years. It's um, they're rather easy to predict in mass, right? If you were going to look at a finite decision, it's tough, but in mass. And what do I mean by that? Well, rates were coming in right from November, call it 15th to the end of December, Rates came down from 8.03 to 6.6, .6, something like that. And what consumers do is they see that trend and they just extend it. Like, oh my God, it came down 130 basis yeah. points. It's going to come down another 130 basis points. Folks, that's, that's not how it worked. I would tell you the market is a forward indicator. It, it, it has already absorbed a lot. I think I actually would tell you here on January 25th, the chances of rates being 6% or above all year, in my opinion, are better than us having something sub six. But consumers are like, no, dude, we're going to the fives. We're, we're going to be there in a minute. It's, it's wild. No, and and we've seen, like, I think obviously what set it off, and I mean, it's a tale as old as time. Like the mortgage rates will follow the sentiment that the Fed's put out there. Um, where we had the the crossing of it was, what the market wants to believe and how much they want to believe in their back pocket and sticking to their guns versus how much they want to believe what the feds are going to do. And that has obviously flipped on its back in the last couple of weeks, because now this glorified hopeful March rate cut that was supposed to happen with 90% certainty a month ago is now gone. The four to six times is now gone. So We've seen, you know, in the last two weeks, rates have actually gone up about a quarter point. Exactly. Um, and that should tell everybody that, look, your belief a month ago uh, that we're going to have a gravy 2024 of rates just falling is is not the case anymore. Well, I don't know if you saw it this morning. Uh, I know you've got a family of little ones that are sick, so you may have missed it. But GDP came in. For, no, no. G, G, GDP came in at 3.2 percent, well above expectations. Inflation, you know, PCE came in a little bit. We will get the actual PCE re report for the Jobless month. Jobless claims tomorrow. too, I saw, right? We're a little- Yeah, yeah, a little, yeah. You know, little, little, little higher. So um, 
Yeah, folks. I think I saw the peak was like 87% chance of March rate cut. It's now under 50. And it's yeah. it's got to be approaching zero. I don't know how you have rate cuts when GDP is 3.2%. That's just, that doesn't compute in my simple brain. Yeah. And, and you know, this, this is something that I... It, it may sound weird because I'm in the industry and typically lower rates are good for mortgage lenders, brokers, but I do yeah. like this pace better. I don't want to see rates come oh. down this quick. Like a lot of our consumers or clients are hoping for, because it's, it, it's honestly going to make things worse in my opinion from seeing the yeah. bigger picks. It's going to make things worse. So i like this path as crazy as that sounds. No, I, I think that's very valuable. And, and I would agree with you. What, what I would hope for, is rates be in the sixes all year, right? What that means is we can start to build that foundation and you know we can get back to a, a better place. If we just keep this almost, you know, I don't know what this is called, just up and down chart, it's not good. We're going to piss off a lot of people. It, the, the have and have nots are going to be wider apart. It's, it's not good long-term. Yeah, you may have a good quarter or two, but long term, not good. Not good long term. No, it's, it'd be terrible. I think you you said it perfectly. Like having a good foundation after not having one for about four years is yeah. what we need. <laughs> like exactly. that is yeah, what we, we do. Need. Yeah, we need we need to get back. So the, I saw this a lot in the commercial market, uh, and, and see how this feels for residential, right? That's where you play predominantly. Yeah. In the commercial market, we had financial engineers, AKA syndicators, come in and mess up the market. They overpaid, low cap rates, stupid assumptions, yeah. raised a bunch of money. Now they're all getting smoked or many of them are getting smoked. But if I step back and look at residential, we also had people doing dumb stuff with Airbnbs, right? They were buying, they were overpaying, they were making bad assumptions. We had people doing, you know, buying second homes, but calling them primaries. We had a bunch of stuff that we also have to clean up. So I think, you know, a longer foundation allows us to clean out some of the, the bad actors and yeah. we can get back to just a better, more solid foundation. What do you think? And, and that's so true because I see it firsthand when, I mean, I'm dealing with, uh, it, it, it's, I'm not going to give an exact number because I don't know it, but the amount of clients that I've worked with in the last three to six months that had a short-term rental as the plan that's now all of a sudden they're coming to me because they need to get into some sort of long-term type of debt or figure out a way to 1031 it because they don't want that property. Or this is even a much bigger number. The amount of clients that John and I deal with, as well as Convoy as a whole, that are getting out of a proposed that they thought hard money flip that went wrong because now they can't sell it mm. to get into long-term financing is is... Uh, I'm going to guess 20 to 30% of the refis that we're doing. Yeah. Well, let, let me talk about that a little bit because I know a lot of flippers out there and there are some people that didn't listen to me, right? I kept warning people. You probably heard me say this, stop flipping luxury properties. Oh right? yeah. Anything up 2X the median, you're, 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 you put a gun to your head and it's Russian roulette. And now there's, I don't know, two out of six chambers are full. Maybe you survive, maybe you don't. But yep. the people that got hard money loans to do those, and then now they're looking for plan B, which is like, oh my God, I got to hold this thing. A, they're going to have a bunch of, you know, bunch of cash locked up. B, they're probably not paying back their private money or whatever full. 
and they're probably negative, which is I call an alligator. I mean, they're just trying yeah. to stop the bleeding, right? Yeah, and this is another thing I, I, I that just came to my mind because we see so many different clients, but every client has a different hard money lender that they work with. If you're getting in, and this is just off topic a little bit, if you are doing a fix and flip, if you are doing a bridge, make sure you understand the extension clause, do on all of that, because a lot of the times you're going to get to the point where even if you think you can refi because you haven't been making a payment and your current hard money lender is like, don't worry about it. Like, we're going to like, let you try and figure it out. You know what the new lender is going to say? Sorry, you haven't made your payment. You aren't refined. You go figure yeah. out how to sell it. You go figure out like there's a lot yeah, of problems exactly. with not understanding your current hard money like deadness. Yeah. Folks, at the end of the day, what what I am hoping for is a market that is far more frankly slower. Right? I want to I want a market that just allows us to breathe. I I I want a market where if you overpaid, you lose some money. Let's just be frank. I, I want the capitalist system to work. I hate it when we socialize losses. Yeah. And that just drives me insane. If you did a bad deal, you put money in a bad deal, you're supposed to lose. That's how the game works. If you took all the profit from 2020 and 2021 because you got freaking lucky and you kept gambling, you're supposed to lose. That's how the system works. Yeah. I don't I don't want a market where we get a four handle on the third year that bails Please people no. out. Please no. <laughs> that would be so bad. Crazy as that sounds from me. Please no. Yeah, that would be that would be not good. But what else is going on in mortgage? Uh, we obviously have a Fed meeting. I think it's next week. Uh, yep. You have a call on that. You think they're going to pause? You think they'll hike or cut? What do you think? Ah, uh, put me on the spot. I, I think they. Uh, I think they do pause. Um, which, as people should know, or any of the viewers, listeners know. If they do decide to cut rates, don't expect mortgage rates to go down. We already had that penciled in as, as you know, happening. If they pause, though, obviously, if they go up, it'll be a lot worse. I don't yeah. think that's oh, dude, if they go up a quarter, that'll suck yeah. the market. Whoa. It'll be, uh, it'll be a, a fun increase. But I'm, I'm kind of hoping they pause, and I think they pause. I might be wrong. I think it's uh, a little less than 50, so maybe I'm, I'm taking the house odds. But what do you think? I don't think there's any question they pause. There's no chance they raise, no chance they cut. Yeah. I mean, how, how could you cut with a three GDP unemployment claims at 220 or whatever it was for the week, 222? Yeah. Uh, inflation coming in. You know, we get PCE reading tomorrow, which is coming in. We got PCE as a part of GDP, which when you do it on a quarter annualization was 2%, which is their target. So um, very, very cool. Well, Dustin, I know we're going to, I'm going to jump to Jonathan, who is now in the waiting room. But before we do, how can they find you? How can they reach out and see what you can do for them? Go to uh, convoyhomeloans.com and mention you came from ORAT. Thank you, buddy. Take care.